What's up, everybody? Welcome back to a very special episode of 8020. I am so excited to have my teachers and good friends, Emmanuel and Jared, from Beyond the Mat on the podcast today. And this episode is one of my favorites that I've recorded in in a very, very long time. We had some good laughs, we had some really good conversations, and they're just two really, really cool people. I'm currently in a 200-hour yoga teacher training, and Emmanuel and Jared are my teachers. And that's why it was so cool to have them on the show, because I feel like even though we've only had two full weekends of training, like we're not even halfway done yet... I was just able to, I guess, like relate to them more and able to ask them deeper questions about yoga because I do have more of an understanding than I would have maybe like two months ago when we were originally going to record this episode. So I'm just really grateful for the timing that we had for this recording process. And honestly, it would be so cool to talk to them in April after I've graduated, just to see how much more I've learned and how much more I've grown. And they've learned and grown as well too, because they truly are lifelong learners. And that's something that I really admire about both of them is that even though they each have countless hours of training under their belt, it doesn't phase them. They truly just live to learn and I just think that that's an incredible way to live life. We touch on yoga and what it means to them, how they practice yoga off the mat, beyond the four walls of the yoga studio. We talk about stepping out of your comfort zone if you've never tried yoga before. They give you some tips for beginners. Um, We talk about funny moments in yoga. We get into their morning routines. We get into how they even became yoga instructors in the first place. We touch on meditation and they give some really good advice on how to start meditating if you've never tried it before. And we have a lot of laughs. But before we get into the segment with our guests today, I just wanted to give a couple little announcements. I feel like a lot has changed in the past week. Um, I just feel like the world moves like so quickly now and life is just wild. Um, if you don't follow me on Instagram, you definitely should because on Sunday I announced my cookbook. This is where we all like cheer and applaud and high five each other because it's finally out in the world. It's available to pre-order. The cookbook is called Fuel Your Body, Fuel Your Soul, The Busy Gal's Guide to Nourish and Thrive. And it has been a project of mine and my mom's for the past year or so. And I'm so excited that it is finally available for pre order. It's an ebook, so if you pre order it, it will come automatically to your inbox on January 15th, which is the release date. And if you buy it January 15th and beyond, you will just download it immediately. I'm planning on making an episode about the cookbook itself and why we wrote it, the process of writing it, why I think everybody needs it in their lives. But I did want to say that this is truly a one of a kind product and resource. Um, And I say product because there are tangible tools in this book that you can use. And so not only is it recipes, but it is educational materials, templates, worksheets and tools that allow you to take action on the things that you read about. And there's a reason why it's not called a cookbook in the title because we didn't think that the word cookbook did it justice. Yes, there is a cookbook 
portion of it, but it's definitely more of a workbook slash cookbook. And we'll get into all of that closer to the release date, but one major difference between Fuel Your Body, Fuel Your Soul and any other like wellness cookbook out there is that it holds you accountable to doing the things that you read about in the book. And obviously what you do with it once you have the book is up to you, but it's not just one of those books that you open once for a recipe and then maybe you like fold down the corners of a couple other recipes, but then you never pick it up again. And that's the main problem with cookbooks, right? You like get it, you think that this is going to be great, and then you make like one recipe out of it. And we didn't want that. <laughs> we obviously wanted you to use and love and make this cookbook a part of your lifestyle. And so that's what it is. It's a lifestyle guide. It's a workbook. It's a cookbook. All wrapped into one with a pretty bow on top. It is available for pre-order now on lilyraco.com slash shop. And I will have a link in the show notes. It's $22. And I'm surprised that no one asked me why it was $22 but there is a significance as to why it's $22 and I'll get into that in a later episode, but the number 22 is pretty significant. And thank you so much to anybody who has already pre-ordered. Thank you so much for all the feedback. You guys are amazing and I'm so excited for you to get your hands on this book. Something else I wanted to touch on um, is that I'm actually switching the upload schedule just for a couple weeks through the holidays. For the next couple weeks, it's going to be one episode. And then eventually, at some point, hopefully in the next couple weeks, we'll go back to two episodes. But as of right now, I need to do what I need to do for me. And you guys know I am a firm believer that you cannot pour from an empty cup um, because I've tried and it does not work. And... If I'm having trouble just showing up for me, there is no way that I can show up for you here on this podcast. Just while we get through like the busiest time of year, the most stressful time of year, and I hate to say it because I love the holidays, but honestly, things have just been more stressful for me um, over the past couple weeks than they have in a long time, and I'm the one stressing myself out. There's nothing really that is truly stressful. I'm just getting worked up in my own head. And so I had to have like a meeting with myself and say, what can you do to make it work? And dropping one of the episodes each week was one of those things. So I'm hopeful that you guys appreciate the fact that I'm doing what I need to do for everybody, you know? Like, I'd rather have one quality episode a week than two like half-assed episodes a week, you know? So all that to say, I hope that you enjoy this week's episode I know that you're going to enjoy this week's episode. It's a longer one, so that's exciting. When I went to edit it this morning, it was one hour, 11 minutes, and 11 seconds long. So with the intro and then the added outro, I'm not sure how long it's going to be, and I did cut some stuff out in the middle too. So maybe it'll add up to one hour and 11 minutes again. I texted a picture of my editing software with the hours and the minutes and the seconds on it, and Jared sent back and said, the supreme angel number, intuition, insight, and enlightenment, and then the little angel emoji. So I know that this episode is going to be a good one, a magical one, and I hope that you guys enjoy it. 
I was actually just listening to your episode on creativity on my way here. Shakti, the power of Shakti yes. and creativity. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that was probably my favorite one that you guys did. Because oh, it cool. really just, just resonated. So why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about who you are, maybe just like a little introduction for the both of you, and then what you guys collab and do. Okay. I'll just introduce me. So my name is Jared Rowan. I am a local yoga teacher and psychotherapist. So both Emmanuel and I teach our, I taught, uh, <laughs> Emmanuel teaches at Yoga Vibes, but we also lead the teacher trainings together. Um, and I've been doing therapy for 13 years in the area. Yeah, my name is Emmanuel and I'm a, I'm a 30-something full-time yoga teacher. So my main place of work is Yoga Vibes Studios and we are located in Ocean City where Lily lives and we also have a studio in Fenwick. So there's two that I split my time um, between the two of them. I teach group classes. I do some private work, some one-on-one work with people to help deepen their practice or learn new skills, whether it be pranayama, meditation, or more yoga stuff. And I also am along with Jared, the facilitator of the yoga teacher training in the area. So that's what I do. Otherwise, um, I am originally from Montreal, Canada. So if you hear the slight little bit of an accent, I am French Canadian and I have a really cute French bulldog. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Um, And when does this air? Whenever. Whenever. So this is like breaking news, but I haven't really shared it with anyone. No, any please share line. because it'll probably go. So um, I know that you're making your announcement yeah. Thursday and then I'm probably going to post it. Or no, yeah. no, I was going to say I go up, my shows go up Monday, Thursday. Okay. So I could post after yeah. if you want to make your announcement. Yeah, and then it so yeah, like, you boom. can break the news at any point. But, and I haven't shared it completely with you, but most of it. Yeah. So I'm launching a mobile yoga studio. Yay! Situation. And it's called Ohm Plus Evolve. And the website will launch on Taylor Swift's birthday, which is um, one of my idols. But that is Monday, December 13th. I knew that that's why you picked that day, too. (laughs) Um, So I wanted to make it special. And it's pretty much, I'm going to be offering my regular Sunday, Wednesday classes at two locations. One is going to be Sundays at Seaside Counseling. They have a huge wellness room. And then one at SS Pilates on Wednesday nights. So it's my same times. And then I'm also offering monthly moon flows. And then maybe adding in some other things as it comes along. Um, but the website will launch. It's just omevolve.com. That's very I'm so excited for it's you. It's been brewing a while. So I can't wait to see it. Names, but I couldn't. This is one I locked in on. Well, you had that name in your head for and a little bit. there are so many beautiful slogans. No place like home. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I love it. In, right? Yeah. Yeah, so stay tuned. That that's, is so that's very exciting. exciting. I'll yeah. link your website in the show notes if anybody local is listening and you guys want to check out Jared's new mobile yoga studio. Yeah. That's so exciting. Okay. Are you going to do a separate Instagram for that? Yes. There's already one and one of the YTTs already found it. Found it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I Who? was like deleting stuff. Who? Ava. Oh, of um, course. So, of course. So yeah. I was like, oh my God, delete. I like had the <laughs> bio already in there and then I blocked it. And Jared and I together a passion project that we have is we also have a podcast so it's really an honor to be here because we both listen to 80 20 yes i, I listen to I it even do. really and you even mentioned the period <laughs> 
I was on the treadmill at the gym, and she's like, "Your cycle," and I'm like, "Yeah, you know what? I love it." Yeah, you know, well, I don't have a cycle, but I do listen. Yeah, I do, yeah, I listen yeah. on the treadmill at the gym or well, in thanks. the morning. Yeah, thanks. yeah. So our podcast is about yoga and how you can incorporate some of the teachings and philosophies, ideas of the practice of yoga, which is a very broad spectrum of things we tend to have a vision that's a little bit narrow in the west of what yoga is and we're just trying to help people kind of navigate what it is and bring a little bit more awareness to different aspects of the practice so if you're interested in that lily will probably link it in the show notes it's called beyond the mat and if you want to tune in we also um post on thursdays so yeah yeah so if i ever don't post on a thursday Beyond the mat. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so tell me a little bit about how you guys both got into yoga. I moved here about 13 years ago, and I was 22, um, and I shared an office with a yoga teacher, and she was a case manager, and I was a therapist, and she's like, you gotta come up and try hot yoga, and I was really young at the time, low self-esteem, really overweight. Um, but I was pulled to do it. So I ended up, this was at a time where there weren't a lot of yoga studios in the area at all. So I drove to Lewis three days a week. I started a practice of Bikram yoga, which is that super strict practice of like very type A personality. But I kind of fell in love with what it did for me emotionally more than what it did for me physically. So I, from the jump, it it gave me a sense of self-acceptance. And then also allowed me just to like I guess opened my mind to what I was capable of it like built my confidence and my love for myself so then after that I joined a teacher training two or three years later and the rest is history (laughs) yeah yeah so for me I was in college I went to McGill University and I um, was a swimmer there and as part of like our I guess, self-care part of the team routine, it was recommended that we take a hot yoga class on Sundays because Sunday was the rest day and it would be very beneficial for us to stretch and and get a sweat on. So that's initially how I walked into a physical yoga studio. I did work at Lululemon at the time, so I had taken... Yeah. You're a Lulu girl. I am a Lulu girl. (laughs) An educator. (laughs) An educator, that's right. That's what it's called. I used to do like... um, help with the windows and merchandising and all the stuff on the St. Catherine's store, which was really cool. I'd attended a few classes. If you know anything about Lululemon, they sometimes offer classes at the store that you can attend. So I'd done some of that, but the swim team was kind of the gateway to me going into a studio. I started practicing. um, Yeah, I was in college and at first, honestly, I didn't really like it. And I know some of your listeners are college age and probably can relate, but with studying, being on the swim team and trying to maintain somewhat of like a healthy lifestyle, I find myself struggling. I was always going, 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 going. And over the course of a little while, I started to appreciate, even though going through the sequence or the class wasn't my favorite thing, I really started to enjoy the pause. I was like, actually, this isn't bad because I'm not going a million miles an hour and I can take this time, these 60 minutes, just for me to kind of reset. And that's how I started to appreciate it more. I practiced for six years before I got into a teacher training. 
I started my training journey in 2016 and I started right off the bat with a long training. I took a month long training in Nicaragua and after that I trained um, in Portland, in Montreal. I just got back from Germany. Jared and I took trainings together in Manhattan. So mm -hmm. we've been kind of all over. This is my journey. That's what I do for a living and I, I really love it. So yeah. I think it's so interesting how people just kind of stumble upon yoga. I don't think that anybody is like, I'm going to be a yogi. They just kind of fall into it, you know? So if anybody listening hasn't found movement that they love, right. try yoga. I mean, you guys as instructors have probably come across people that like walk out of class and they're like, I hate yoga. Yeah, but... Or walk out mid-class or yeah. <laughs> make it, I've had that happen, or can't make it through or... You know, I didn't really like that. Go flat out tell you. Yeah. Um, so, which is fine. I think there's a lot of misconceptions too about yoga. Like it comes from the East where yes, it, it's, it's traditional and there is meditation and there is stillness, but you've been in class, you know, we do a lot of fun stuff. Oh yeah. Like there's a you know, little pop music on the playlist. Um, we crack jokes. There's a central message mm -hmm. that people come home with. Um, so it's not maybe what's portrayed either, I think, a lot of the time. you got to give it a chance. It's just like anything else, right? Yes. Something that you try for the first time. I mean, it's rare that you fall in love with it first time and you're like, yes, this is all I want to ever do again. So I always recommend go with it with an open mind. And if you, like, give it a couple tries. And it's very important to try different instructors maybe yeah. different styles everyone is different and so it's just like any other fitness class like if you enjoy like cycling or if you enjoy right. like a workout like a berries or an orange tearing moment not all the trainers are the same so just try and yoga is the same thing so just mm -hmm. try to maybe find someone that speaks more to you so what's the biggest misconception that people have about yoga i think people think that it is acrobatic for skinny white girls in black leggings and that's not the case or at least that's not what I teach. I think yoga is portrayed as this fitness trend and that is only for really fit people and that you have to look a certain way and you have to do certain things with your body in order to be considered a yogi and my teacher always say if you go to India no one is doing warrior two, but everyone is doing yoga. Mm -hmm. And so there is there is a lot more to it than just that. And as teachers, it is our mission, which is why we're so blessed to be here. And to get a chance to like talk to your people and say, hey, like we understand what it looks like. Like I also am on Instagram. I, I get it. Like it can be, mm -hmm. I teach full time. I've been in the industry for a long time. And I still get intimidated and I have like imposter syndrome looking at all these people walking on their hands and doing yoga in a bikini in Bali. I'm like, okay, well, I'm not good enough. I shouldn't be teaching, you know? So I totally understand that it can be terrifying. That's not what yoga is. And so I think it's just, yoga is misunderstood. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would say definitely that, that it's too advanced for me. I just mm -hmm. wish people were brave enough to walk in because you are really in charge, like, and you both know this, like, you choose your speed. Yeah. Like, if you rest, you rest. If you do, a, a, you know, a modification of the post, cool, you've done, like, you're in control a lot more than people think. I think people are like, oh my gosh, I can't do those things. And I think Emmanuel hit on it when she said, like, in India, people are, li like, 
living yoga. And I, I went to India in 2019 for like a little pilgrimage and advanced training and nobody's doing warrior two. Everybody's doing easy seated position, a lot of meditation, a lot of chanting, a lot of just community. Um, and I think that, believe it or not, that's what yoga brings. It's everybody from different walks of life, but kind of like a similar thread. I feel connected to the people in there. So I think that's what, that's like a bonus to the misconception. Yeah. Like, give it a try, be brave, and I think you'll make some really cool connections. Well, even just in training, I don't know if I said this, I probably would have said it in the intro, but Jared and Emmanuel are my teachers, mm-hmm. and I've already made such cool connections with the women in the group and people who, you know, maybe I see them in class, but I never would have had a conversation with them before because just never really thought to do that you know you come in for an hour and then you leave but getting to see them in a different setting that's more of like a learning environment it's so cool to have those connections yeah Mm -hmm, for sure let's dive deeper into both of your instructor or teacher training stories and how you Mm -hmm. landed where you were because I don't think that anybody well maybe they do Mm -hmm. they walk into yoga class they walk out and they're like I'm gonna be an instructor we hope they don't no (laughs) (laughs) I mean, because it's just the beginning, right? Like, when oh, you yeah. step into the room, yeah. it's the beginning of your process. So, yeah. Um, so, tell us a little bit about how you both landed where you are today. Like, I want to dive deep. I want to know, like, the nitty gritty, the stories. Um, mine, I would say, so I did, so I was in the area doing therapy. And after doing the yoga for, you know, a couple years, I found a teacher training that was of, somebody was traveling and doing a pop-up yoga teacher training in Ocean City. Um, So I connected through there, which her name's Rachel Wilson, and she runs Own My Yoga Academy in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Um, And we were her first graduating class, and I think she's done, like, so many, 12 years of it by now or something, like, something crazy. Um, So that was, like, my intro into it. And, again, I fell in love with, like, the philosophy components of it and... uh, kind of the stories and the poses were great for me, but I connected more with like, how do I navigate life? Like, how can I apply this to myself, to interacting with others? And then from there, it just sparked, I would say a further journey. Um, And Emmanuel can speak to hers um, a little bit, but I went then to, to study more at Laughing Lotus in Manhattan, New York for about three years, um, more advanced practices. So, I won't get into all of them, but there was a lot of them. But from there, that, believe it or not, it's so funny, like, patterns come back. Like, I have had, I would say I'm doing really great now, but some self-esteem issues. And it was funny because, like, my 200-hour training, your first training, I had them and I overcame them. And then I was teaching for a while, and then I go up to Manhattan, and there was, like, 40 of your peers that already all have their introduction training and I was like the quiet, which it will shock if you're, any of your viewers know me, but the quiet one, like, I want to know all the answers, so I'm not going to raise my hand. Mm-hmm. So it was like, zoop, I went back into like my bubble and it reawakened like you have more work to do. Yeah. So then I was like, the next time I went to an advanced training, I was like, Who, who's going to sequence me? Like I was like saying it, getting it wrong, pronouncing the Sanskrit wrong and, um, so that was really cool, like, for my journey. And then it propelled me into, like, teaching and where I'm at now, I would say. So mine is a little bit all over the place. I'm someone that um, 
needs grounding in my life <laughs> if, if we're talking about what we need. I am very much a jet setter. I love to be on the go. So my story very much reflects that. I took my first teacher training in Nicaragua through the Modo Yoga franchise. They have studios all over the United States so and also all over the world. So if you are... On the West Coast, I think there's some in like Vegas, Texas, there's a Moto in Miami, New York, so places like that. You can look the Moto franchise up and that is where I took my training. Initially, it was a 500 hour, which is not very traditional. Typically, you do a 200, you wait a little bit, you do a 300, but what they did is get you started with a 500, which was... Very nice, but also a very long a process <laughs> and a lot of information, but I loved it. I was obsessed with it. And I knew, like I said, I waited about six years before I got certified. So by that time, I knew that's what I wanted to do for a living. I was very committed. I lived in Reading, Pennsylvania at the time. So when I came back, I was blessed enough to be offered a teaching position. It was nothing full time. I was a nanny as well, but I immediately started teaching. In 2017, I traveled to Portland for a week to take a training that was like, give or take a hundred hours because there was some mentorship done after about vinyasa yoga. So my initial sequence that I took was much like a derivative of a Bikram sequence that's not very flowy. Then they would teach you that like the level two was to teach you how to make it a flow. The following year in Montreal, I took another week long training um, with Dina T about creative sequences or power flows or whatever you want to call that and how to create those for the students. After that, I took a bunch of like little training. I took like a functional movement training. Jared and I took a, a myth and asana training, um, bunch of master classes from people from DC, New York, all over the place. And I eventually landed in Germany this past August. I took another 300 hour teacher training with uh, Dylan Werner. So from Pennsylvania, uh, my partner and I moved to Ocean City, Maryland in 2018 and I got started working at Yoga Vibes pretty much immediately. I had periods of my career where I was a traveling teacher, so I was blessed to be able to teach in Montreal, I taught in San Diego, I taught in Miami, a bunch of different studios, so that was very fun. And that's how I got to where I am today. It's funny that you say that, well, not funny, but you started in 2018 at Yoga Vibes and that's when I started doing yoga and you were the first, I don't know if you know this, but you were the first instructor that I liked. Oh, that's nice. That's very flattering. Yeah. Thank you. And Lexi has a funny story actually that she, I don't know if I'll tell it right, but you'll have to ask her about her funny story, but she was pissed that she had to come to your class she was like this bratty little middle schooler and she wasn't going to swim pra swim practice that night and so my mom said well then fine you're coming to yoga and so she came to your class and I think that she said that she was really bratty to you and had like a bad attitude do you remember this Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, she remembers. Oh, she because, well, she—it's she, not that she was How bratty, but you—you right. you could tell that she didn't want to be there. And your mom Which we was, get that a lot with teenagers, right? Yeah. And your mom was like, "Oh, this is Lexi. She's also a swimmer." And Lex was kind of like, "Whatever, mom. You know, like I didn't want to come. You know this, and now you're gonna do this to me, where I have to talk to this girl." 
let's just get it over with kind of deal. But she wasn't rude by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. It's just being a teenager. I had a teenager that that l- f- lay down the whole time. <gasps> Shavasana. <laughs> From the beginning, she came with her oh, mom wow. and she started moving and then. Nah. She was like, this is not for me. And just laid in Shavasana for the whole. But you know what? I think the first time that you do something like this, especially if you've never had mm-hmm. any prior understanding of any of the shapes, the only thing that you might know how to do is lay down. Right. That's you know? True. Because you have to look around, right? Or you yeah. have to really listen. You have mm-hmm. to use a lot of those senses that, yeah. Take a little work, and that can be overwhelming, or like, oh my god, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Um. So always go to the back of the room. That's a bad, <laughs> yes. Like that's a totally when you're that's new, a trick. you can look around and see kind of what everybody's doing, and you do have to be brave to do that, right? Yeah. And be okay with it. Just don't be. We had a woman one time that would just turn around, hands on hands. <laughs> I mean, I don't know that I. <laughs> do you remember that? What's going on? <laughs> she yeah. would literally. Hmm. Like, really study, and I'm like, well, maybe we don't, <laughs> like, do that, but, um, but yeah. Yeah. That's funny, though, about Lexi. Yeah. Did she like it? Now. Now, well, now, <laughs> well, now she's a teacher training, yeah. so. right? But, um, I mean, obviously, you, you know, you were... That changed our mind. Yeah. I don't know if she walked out of there liking it, but we were, maybe it was a lunch break last weekend, and she was like just telling me the story and I was like oh my gosh I didn't know the story I said does Manuel remember that she goes oh I doubt it oh I do Lexi that's <laughs> hilarious Lexi doesn't even listen to the podcast no. She no she's not a supporter she's like I live your life I don't need to hear you all the time <laughs> I'm like no I get it okay so I want to talk about funny moments in yoga so how PG do we keep this Literally say anything because say the anything. more fun stories oh that God. you tell people, the so more. So I have a pretty crazy one. Yeah, please, yeah, like literally share anything. Yeah. <laughs> I have two. Okay. I'll give two. How about we do two? That's pretty good. That's one fine. is like yeah. straightforward, and then the other. Make is me like, laugh, Jared. Okay, this one's pretty <laughs> crazy. But one time I was teaching a class, and it was a pretty packed class. And I don't know if anybody's familiar on there with happy baby pose. If you're not, look it up. But you're basically on your back, <laughs> you grab for your toes, and you rock mm-hmm. back and forth, right? So I walk walk around a lot during the class and taught and some <laughs> some woman had split her tights and she had no underwear on. <laughs> oh no and I'm like how you baby knees into chest I was like bring your knees into your chest go ahead and just fall into shavasana like so I saw everything on her and that's not uncommon I also that happened with a guy one time as well in um toe in um finger to toe pose or, mm. Or what is it? It's head to toe pose uh, or head to foot pose. Utikasa padanusasana. Yeah. yeah, that one. His junk was hanging out <gasps> of his shorts. Um, so that's one. No spanks. None. Mm. No, you always wear tights, right? Yeah. If you're you know, a man listening to this, just wear the freaking tights. Yeah. I just talked to a client about this. In but you don't office. want to wear underwear under your tights, though. That's the thing. Like I'm not yeah. wearing well, underwear under my legs. Never. He was wearing gym shorts only. Yeah, you Ooh, have something some that keeps you something. a little, um, yeah, just gym shorts. Yeah, that's bold. That's, yeah, maybe he's a little ballsy. Literally, <laughs> yes, literally. Um, and then the, the other funny one was just like sometimes yoga teachers can be a little inappropriate. Mm. Um, I am not, try not to be. <laughs> um, but I was taking a class in Manhattan one time, and the yoga instructor adjusted me like 12 times. Oh. And I was with two friends, and they're like, eh, the yoga teacher touched you a lot. 
And then we went out on a date that night. And that's like a, a faux pas. That's a little you bit should of not, a faux pas. It's a little ethical yeah. dilemma, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you shouldn't be dating your students. Right. Um, but yeah, well, that's kind of my two funny stories. Well, I have a boob story. <laughs> Tell us about boobs. I have so many. You guys are, like, reminding me of so many stories Right. I well, I think... I think it wasn't the proper attire for the person to wear for a class. And sometimes when you do things where you're reaching back, you know, it was a very <laughs> a very deep V moment and with a large chest in a sports bra. And when you reach back, sometimes things can go out of place. And if you don't have a lot of awareness of yourself, you maybe don't realize. And so, like, how do you address someone so was, was out. out? Was out. And it was but looking she, at you? It was looking around. Around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was kind of looking around. And it's, you, I mean, can't really be like, excuse me, please, put like, put your breast away. Tuck your boob back in yeah. your bra, <laughs> Because then that, take your right hand. <laughs> adjust your, adjust your shirt. <laughs> can't really do that no. so I was trying to like get out of like a compromising moment where other people could have seen and just gently be like hey I have saw a breast in class oh, a yeah. girl's breast she was wearing a onesie and it was a super deep onesie those deep are the ch- worst and her breast just we were in a twist <laughs> she just kept twisting and I'm like oh my god it's out but then they kind of like, oh. oh they feel it as they come back like, yeah this, yeah. yeah, so that was my boob story. And then, of course, there's the fart story. Oh, my God. Everybody's had a farter. So, or, I mean, or you might have farted. You might have farted. I mean, I have before. And, but I think my favorite one, more than the fart, is the back fart. Because, the back, the, oh. the, like, when the back, when you, because our studio is oh. heated, so, like, you're sweating. And when if you do any kind of like lifting your chest and putting it back down or lifting your legs, right. it can make a funny noise. But people get so like this is where it's so funny because they don't want you to think that they actually farted, so they'll do it like repeatedly. Yeah, they want to like <laughs> you'll move on your mat again you'll to make, make no. it happen again and look at right. Yeah, to be like. Like, it was my back. It was actually my back. Did you hear this? This is the third time I do it. I didn't yeah. fart. And to me, that's like... And we actually went to um, a studio together in New York when we were training. And we were doing... We were standing on one leg, with, you know, with our hand to the other leg. And somebody just completely farted. And it was such a serious space. And I'm like, looking straight ahead. And yeah. I was like, do not Do not laugh. She was like, don't you dare laugh. <laughs> And I didn't, but nobody else laughed. It was, it was like, very fine here. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, and I'm like, Emmanuel, did you hear that? It was so a like, big fart. Big. <laughs> was it, was, it morning? Yes. yes. It always happens in the morning. It, it I feel like. Happen. Well, not like that. <laughs> Coffee. Yeah, I don't know. you're right. No, my funny story. Well, I have a lot of funny stories, but <laughs> today I took Emmanuel's class and TMI Jared, but I just started my period. That's okay. And queefing. You queef. Yes. Dude, the yeah. whole, the so whole you fucking said, class. I've had, girl, I've had two girls at High Crescent Lunge. Oh my gosh. It's so common. Yeah. And I think it's something that's petrifying. We were talking about it in yes. teacher training, actually. And if you're a girl, please, please know that it happens to every single one of us. It is something that just happens. Right. Um, um, was I terrified the first time it happened to me? <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> yes, I wanted to leave and cry. Right. Do I still cringe? Sure. Yes, hundred percent. But I'm also like, eh, there is a hole there. <laughs> like, that is just a fact. Sorry. So, sorry. Right. My mom, because I came home and I was just telling my mom, I was like, Mom, I literally. <laughs> so Jared, I'm just looking okay. at you. I know you don't give a shit. But like, I was literally, I was like, Mom, I started my period. I was like, literally was quaving the whole freaking class. I was like, that was so what did distracting. Your mom say? Uh, honey. No, she, oh. she was just like, yeah, basically, she's just, oh, that sucks. <laughs> like, that. Whatever. But then we were just talking about how in training, a lot of people were kind of like, oh, I didn't realize that was natural. You know? Oh my gosh. You know, people like think like, oh, like something's wrong with me. It's like, no, no. it just happens. It happens. You know? It's just the thing. Yeah, Isn't I've it? heard it. And then the one girl laughed. It was a really great one time. My best friend was there taking class as I was teaching and the other girl did it in High Crescent Lunge and they both just started laughing. You it can't was really yeah, nice. like, You have to laugh. Yeah. It was like, see, it's not that bad. Yeah. But There's a lot of funny things that happen in yoga. Yeah. Well, you're kind of vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of serious things that happen too. A lot of crying. Yeah. In Shavasana. <laughs> There's like so many tears shed on in Shavasana. Mm. Right? Or in pigeon pose. Or... I'm a big uh, pigeon crier. You are? Well, because my hips. Right. Mm. I'm just like. <laughs> I know. I cry in Shavasana. Or used to. Mm-hmm. I'm in a non crying spell again. So let's talk about Beyond the Mat. Tell me about the show, why you started the show, goals for the show. So Beyond the Mat was one of the first things that I pitched to Jared when I came back from Germany. I was very determined to make it happen. I think, I like to think we're a good mix. We're a good balance, him and I, of... You know, we always say, I'm the Shiva, he's the Shakti. I'm very organized and driven, and I like things to go a certain way. And Jared is very free-spirited and loving and has a lot of knowledge about psychology that applies and relates to yoga. And we are of the belief that if you are passionate about something and you have a lot of information about it, the best thing that you can do is share it. And one way that we were both already sharing was through the teaching of yoga classes, but we felt that maybe we could reach a few more people if we just put our voices out there for them to be heard and just have like casual conversation. It's not super formal. We talk about a wide range of topics and it doesn't matter that you don't do yoga. And that's what we, I think I want people or your listeners to kind of understand, like you may have never stepped foot in a yoga class and still love the pod because we try to make it very applicable about like tips and tricks on how to live your life whatever kind of situation you're going through we always that's why it's called beyond the mat we always take it one step further to give you an idea of like this is a concept that we think about in yoga but also we understand that this is real life and people want concrete things, takeaway messages, applications in their life. And that's what we try to give them. Um, Yeah. What are the goals for the show? I think some of the goals we have, we would love. We do have some potential merch. Yes. That we're brewing around. So merch is always fun, right? Like it's always fun to do. So we do have that on our radar. Um, And then we also have like guests. We want to integrate some guests. I would say that's two goals that come to my mind. Absolutely. And to add on, you know, 
And if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I would love to hear this person talk. I would love to be able to connect with a bunch of influential yoga teachers from all over the world to have them come on the show and talk about their perspective. That is like a dream of mine because I look up to a lot of those teachers and we'll start with guests that are accessible to us, of course, but hopefully grow the show enough that we can dream big and reach out to people and they'll agree to kind of hop on and, and chat with us. That to me would be lovely. Mm-hmm. And just bring awareness, I think, to the practice yeah. in general. Yeah. So if the listeners want to listen to Beyond the Mat or just find either one of you, find what you do beyond beyond the mat. Beyond, the mat. <laughs> beyond, yeah. beyond the mat, beyond just chatting, um, where can they find you guys? I have my personal website. It's emmanuelclauser.com and Lily can put it in the show notes. You can reach me there. I'm available for private classes and I also do Zoom classes. So if you just wanted to try it out, I know I was a part of your best income in three program. And one of my goals in the future is to expand my online presence. And so even though you're not near Ocean City, but you still love to take my class, we can definitely get that going. Um, I also do energy healing, so if that's something that you have any interest in, you can reach out, and that's on my website. And she's my Reiki teacher. Yeah. I want to try it. Yeah, you You should totally come in. You've got to try it. It's such a good... Yeah. I've been probably six, seven times. times. I go once a month. Yeah. And my Instagram... Lily and I have been friends for a little bit. We connected over Justin Bieber, believe it or not. We're coming up on, like, our one-year friend-aversary. We are. (laughs) And... Ever since she I... She DM'd me. I did. I DM'd her about Justin Bieber and, and there grew a really yeah. great friendship. I'm very blessed. But ever since we started hanging out, I've been telling Lily about how I'm going to step up my Instagram game. Yeah, girl. You got a weak Instagram game. It is bad. So for <laughs> anyone... I've seen there. worse. I've seen worse. No, it's just post more. Like... Yeah. Cue us into what's going on a yeah. little more. Yeah. There's but it's not hard. Much... It's hard. You know, to your defense, it's hard. And, like, I mean, my screen time is, like, upwards of, like, six or seven hours yeah. nowadays. Right. Because it's a constant But you have so thing. much you could share. I and know. I really do. you just need a do. filter. And maybe you need to figure out. Not filter, like, literal. <laughs> no, I meant, like, yeah. that, you know, she, you have so much knowledge. Maybe figuring out what it needs to look like is where you're caught up. Yeah. Maybe and what you, you have so much, what, like. Why don't you put it out there? I know, but I do have an Instagram. It's mediocre at best. I would love for you to find me there because maybe if all the listeners find me, I'll get like momentum and I'll be like, all these people are finding me and following me. I've got to deliver some good content. Yeah. So do it because then that'll hold Emmanuel accountable. Yeah, please do that for me. And then mine's the same thing. So mine's my name, jaredrowan.com. And that will link you to the Ohm Evolve um, yoga studio thing. And then my Instagram is just Jared underscore Rowan. And I'm also a writer. So I have some quotes and some, I call them musings that I post. Um, and then do you want to give them like the Beyond the Mat handles? It'll be, It'll yeah, be in the, the show. Yeah. I have a lot of people who like summer in Ocean City. Mm-hmm. When you, I don't know if you've already thought about this, mm-hmm. but like since you're a mobile yoga studio, if people came and maybe they're like a bachelorette party yes. or they have... I don't know, they're like families running a beach house. Would yeah. you come to that? Definitely. Okay. And that's something Tourist Emmanuel, activity. And, yes. And Emmanuel would probably do that too. Of course. Um, we, I've done about five bachelorette parties. It's so fun. And wedding parties. Um, and they're really fun. And I've done some privates at people's beach houses. 
Right. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. If you vacation with your family, you know, sometimes it can get a little tense, a little yoga to ease mm. things up. And yoga with your go. parents is funny, too. Your you family like did it. We did do it. That was fun. That was fun. That was fun. And you know what? My dad and my friend's dad said that was the first time that they ever enjoyed a yoga class. Oh, yeah. Cool. They yeah. came to the studio. There was like... There was eight of eight us. Of us. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's two families adorable. together, yeah. and it was just a really good time. Yeah, it was so, so fun. Yeah, my parents have came twice. That's fun. It's really nice to have them. It's a little awkward. Yeah, I, I feel think like so. I'm performing. Mm. So right, like, doesn't it feel a little bit like a performance? Like it's an experience that you've curated for for people. So yeah. it feels like, oh my god. Right. Well, like opening night or something. My mom my, doesn't speak English, so she will not take my class. And my dad has never attended. So do you yeah. teach in French? I did when I worked in Montreal. It's teaching. I could do yeah. one class like where it's like all in French. I you know how that. long I've been really saying cool. that? Since I graduated my first teacher training, I had this idea where we were going to do the same sequence for three weeks. One week in English, one week in French, one week in silence. I would do and it. And it's Ooh. the same sequence and you get to learn it and you English, French, silence. Do I've it. had this idea going so on five years. So you are first on 80-20. Yeah. Why aren't you doing it? I, mean, well. I don't know. I know, I think you guys can both agree, though. It's not like I'm sitting around doing nothing. No. No. Oh, no, no. We're like making Yeah, we're making fun of her. We're like, Emmanuel, do more shit. Right. <laughs> That's the last thing you need. You're literally. doing teacher training. I'm doing you a lot right now. private. You're doing a lot, yeah. She's a busy gal. Yeah. So, there's good thing on the horizon, but, you know. Let's sit down and, like, think about your Instagram, though. Yes. Imagine this. Like, right now, me and my 700 followers, we're just getting started. Yeah, and then yeah. in a year from now, 7,000. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? There are people that grow their Instagram way more than, oh like, God, yeah. well, Mine's and reels, too. Well, and I was, I was looking at both of your reels, and I was comparing them because my reels are interesting because you guys have the same reach on your reels as I do. Isn't that crazy? crazy. What Insane. is that about? I've noticed my reels have almost 3,000. Yeah. Yeah. But then the and followers that's what I get. are half of that. Yeah. It's because reels just get pushed out, and especially because you're doing like interesting things. Because not like you're not doing interesting things. Like but you're not doing a reel. I did. She, she, she did a reel. Yeah. I have one. one. Yeah. It, <laughs> but it's get a, real with your reels. Right? <laughs> get real. That would be such a good like. Um, That's the training for right. someone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Get real with your reels. But you um, can do that. But no, your I can't. I can't do more shit. Yeah, <laughs> None of us can do more shit. But um, like reels are the way to reach people. Mm, you're so. right. I just started Do doing them. But yeah, but people are interested in what you're doing. People are like, they like being wondering, right? Pe- everybody oh, likes a good tease. Me up like crazy. Everybody loves a tease. What is it? Yeah, like if you it's do like. It's gonna be kind of like. Maybe not. It's not. Maybe not. It's but. no, but like making announcements is scary though. Mm, I know. I love it. Last January, oh, I launched my website. I launched my website last January, and like, you know, when people delete their whole Instagram. Yeah. I liked it a moment like that. Oh. <laughs> Where it was bl- yes, it was blank. That's good. And people were like, "What?" What's I, I like doing January first. That's good. I feel like it's just like such a good like beginning of the year type yeah. of stuff. Are you going to go back to posting personal pictures, or tell the yeah. listeners about your your twenty twenty one? Yeah, twenty twenty one. I did a purity challenge. I gave up alcohol for the whole year. And I also gave up posting personal pictures on any form of social media, on my stories or on my, um, like, actual feeds. Um, And then I also picked up a meditation practice and started reading books again. 
Love it. So I've read probably 20 books and I hadn't read in years. Like other than like if they were required for teacher training. So I'm going to play it by ear. I have a desire a little bit, you know, to, to do a little bit more. Mm -hmm. It's kind of fun, right? Like yeah. to post some of it. So I think yeah. I'll go back to a little bit. I'll just start. Yeah, you'll start. Okay. I'll just yeah. start. But people love to know like what's going on in your life because then they can make a connection too. So, I mean, I know that we've been talking for no, almost can... an hour now. It's crazy. But, like, people love to know what's actually going on in your yeah. life. You might have to break this up part one, part two. I think, yeah. Right? Yeah. Like yeah. a Monday, Thursday thing. It's going to have to be like a week of Emmanuel and Jared. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We talk a lot. Yeah. Can, we keep, can, can we keep going? Do you guys care? Do you have no, places we don't to care. be? No, no. Okay. What time's your thing? My thing's at six. I have yeah. time. We, okay. Yeah, we can. Okay. Yeah, we have time. We'll wait. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. I do want to talk about my morning routine. <laughs> I know. I was going to say we didn't even touch the morning routine. Oh okay, but what yeah. was your favorite book that you read this year? Because people are always asking for book recs. Oh, my God. I know what you're going to say. Well, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to say the esoteric one because when I say esoteric, people are like, what does esoteric even mean, right? But the more mystical, I'm not going to say I'll say it, but then I'll give another book, okay? Mm -hmm. So the one that I loved for me personally was The Four Desires by Rod Stryker. And it says, for creating a life of purpose, happiness, prosperity, and freedom. And it's for people who don't know their direction in life. It helps you to figure out, A, what your direction is, and then how to manifest and achieve it. I need and, that book. and I'm not kidding you. I thought I, I thought it was pretty enlightened, and I knew what it was. And there's exercises in the book. And one of the exercises is to write your own eulogy as if you didn't accomplish your dreams. Oh. And you write it as someone else. And when I wrote it, I realized that my dharma, as we call it in yoga, mm -hmm. my life duty was wrong. Mm -hmm. That I thought my duty was to give, to love, to serve. And what I was missing was my duty is to give, to love, to serve, but equally to others and myself. Mm -hmm. So I was missing the myself piece. And I wrote my eulogy and it was like, Jared did a lot of things for other people, but he never got the house that he wanted. Or he never spent time with, you know, the kids that he wanted. And I'm like, oh my God, like, you're not doing things for you. Like, say no to clients. Give up yoga classes. Set better boundaries. Um, so I actually am going to go with that book then. I knew you were Because it's that. like, it's, it was so powerful and it changed my life. So I, And I had it. It's so funny. Like, you get these books. I had it for a year and a half on the bookshelf. Never read it. And then a couple months ago, I was like, I need to read this. Yeah. And I read it and it changed, it definitely changed my life. So that would be my favorite book. That's wild. Mm -hmm. My, no one asked me, but I'm going to answer this question. <laughs> yeah, no, okay. Yeah. My book of the year is Revolution of the Soul by Sean Corn. <gasps> oh, so good. It is so good. After you teacher training, read, read it. That. Okay. Definitely after teacher training. Okay. It is such a good book. I couldn't put it down. I went through the whole spectrum of emotion. It is it is honestly what I hope Beyond the Mat is. Mm -hmm. Stories and then application. Getting chills, yeah. It is completely phenomenal. I had a huge crush on her after I was done reading that. Oh my god, I was like, I must meet her. She is probably the coolest person alive. And I felt like the writing style of it was so natural like unpretentious just straight to the point and very relatable and it spoke directly into my heart 
on so many levels. And I have given that book as a gift to people. My partner read it, my brother read it, just a bunch of people that maybe are not necessarily involved or passionate about yoga. It still resonates. Dawn actually gave me that book. Yeah, and I think you recommended it to me. Yeah. Um, and I think it starts out, fuck, motherfucker, fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> yeah. That's like the first, yeah, yeah, she like starts the book out, I think, like that. I love it. And it was like really like, whoa. Well, yeah. So that gives you an idea. And she's a yoga, uh, she's a world-renowned yeah. teacher, yeah. Yeah, teacher. So that was my book of the year. And I did like something that has nothing to do with yoga and that probably is a little bit more lighthearted, but still very inquisitive in nature is Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey. <sighs> The voice on the audiobook is so sexy <laughs> and so hysterical. He's like talking about growing up in the Midwest and it, Nate, from playing naked bongos to like being in the Amazon drifting in a dream <laughs> and does just Matthew, Matthew McConaughey, right? Does yes. he voice it he himself? Oh, uh, okay, that makes it even better. So it's all about his childhood. Yeah. Not, it was well, it's so his bad. whole life, really. Yeah. And it's just. Very good. And the so the audiobook is spectacular because you can hear him and you can tell like, he really takes you there. But the paper version has a bunch of pictures. They're both great. I got my dad the paper version. Yeah. And he really, he liked it. I got my brother the paper version mm. and someone else last year. I forget. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. I need to read it. Sam read it. He said that was one of his favorite books yeah. that he's ever read. Mm. So I need to read that. Very good. What about you? Have you read anything this year that recently that I really mm. liked? The Yamas and the Yamas. I'm just <laughs> They're like what? One was good. Um, a book for your teacher training. Um, I really liked the book Backable that you recommended to me. Yeah. I really liked that one. Um, kind of more just like entrepreneurial than anything. I've been really reading like a lot of like personal development, like nonfiction stuff. Um, so I really liked Woman Code by Elisa Vitti. It was just about like your cycle and hormones and regulating all your girl shit. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it was very informative yeah. um, as a young woman. So I really liked that book. But I I need to read more for pleasure, because my biggest thing is like, I work all day and then I get in bed and then I read a personal development book and I'm like, my life is in shambles. Right. Right. <laughs> I'm like, I yeah. like this person has their shit together and I don't. Right. I recently read a fiction book, too. Same. It was called Verity. Have you okay. heard about no. this? No. Uh, twisted. It's almost like the Gone Girl of... Remember Gone Girl? Mm-hmm. Where it was kind of twisted about this female antagonist mm-hmm. and similar feel. And it's about an author who, um, who something medical happens to her and they recruit another author to move into her house. And she's, like, in a hospital bed, like, in a coma the whole time. And she's rewriting the rest of her books. And there's, like, a husband there. And you're wondering what happened to the wife. Oh, wow. And I read it in three days. That's crazy. Probably since Gone Girl. I haven't read. I wanted to know, like, who's the villain, who's not. Yeah. So Verity. And I think it's by um, Colleen Hoover. Okay. So that's a good fiction. Because yeah, I did the same thing that. you do. I, w- I read way too many self-help. And it's like, let me pick something up like Harry Potter. Like, yeah, where are those books light. nowadays? Well, this yeah. is what I did, too. I just went on a little trip. And mm-hmm. when I was with my mother, I actually was getting ready to hop on a plane and go to Florida. And I said to her, I cannot read one more self-help book or, like, yoga-related book. So I picked up uh, fiction. But I won't say it because it's in French. It's a French that was written in yeah. Paris. But it was, like, very good. And I also... 
digested that in like four we'll days. Say, yeah, because I have um, people in France that listen. Oh yeah, cool. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. and I, I have a lot of Canadian listeners actually. So. Like, everybody who I've come across recently is Canadian for some reason. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So, I picked up the last Guillaume Musso, and the title is called L'Inconnu de la Seine, and I really loved it. I hope, though, that he's going to give me more because it kind of ended on a cliffhanger, but, like, I just pulled it out for them, so it's a pretty big book. I read that in four <laughs> days. I was, like, crushing it. Wow. wow. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, I definitely need to make the switch to fiction. Just once in a while, you know, to keep it fresh. I've probably read, like, six fiction. It, like, opened me up to being, like, just stop. Yeah. Go into a different world for a little bit. Yeah. Same thing with, like, content, too. Like, I'm all... My Instagram is all... And you guys might relate to this, too. Mm -hmm. It's all personal development, and these people are doing these things. And for you guys, it's probably yoga. And, like, everybody's doing these crazy poses, and you're like, holy shit. You know what I need? I need, like, a baking Instagram. Like, I love cupcakes. I need a a burner account. (laughs) I need a burner account. And it's just, like, memes and, yeah, and, like... I know. Oh, recently, I, like, watched, like, a couple videos of people painting with, like, lo-fi in the background, and that's been coming up on my Instagram recently. It's Bob Rossi. So therapeutic. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. But I do do TikTok. Oh, you do? TikTok. I don't do them myself. I mean, I watch them. Mm-hmm. And that's a nice mind release. Like, yes. it's goofy, kind of like, and if you don't follow Britney Spears, On and TikTok? you need something funny, just go. I've seen her Instagram videos. Yes. She's funny. Yes. She's and funny. she doesn't mean to be, right? I think yeah. that... She's just... Free Britney, I don't know. <laughs> She's just <laughs> doing, doing right what she needs to do. Life. Yeah. <laughs> There's this Instagram account, and Sam showed it to me. And I think it's called... Oh, is that the um, one you showed me? Old Time Hockey. Did I show that to you? No, you showed me the guy that cooks in nature. Yes, that's him. And it is so therapeutic. Hold on, Jared. You have to see this. <laughs> it is great. Oh my gosh. And like... It's okay. very... Is it good okay. looking too? He's Canadian, okay. so yes. Let's see. Where's the good one? I want to... S- um, like the breakfast in the wood is the best one. I'm looking one. for the one with the omelet. Okay, here. Join us for a delicious meal <laughs> in the middle of a cedar swamp. <laughs> Some sausage, egg, and cheese McMuffins. Hello, <laughs> buddy. Hello, buddy. Smelling pretty good, eh? <laughs> He's wearing a hockey glove. Let's put on our hard hats and build. Thank you so much. For stopping by. Have a great day, buddy. Boy. And please enjoy yourself. <laughs> Isn't that oh so But so okay, like funny. literally, I couldn't sleep the other night and I was just scrolling Instagram and I came across his account again because <laughs> Sam has showed it to me. And Justin Bieber follows him too. Oh, so. Stop. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Let's talk morning routines. Okay. Oh, yeah. Because, Jared, I think you have an elaborate one. I think I remember, <laughs> like, I saw you do a yoga oh vibes gosh. takeover. Oh, God, I did do, do a you takeover. Still do, the yo- or so, do you yes. still do the morning routine yes. that you did on the yoga vibes takeover? Yes. So I recently told um, Emmanuel I changed mine a little bit because I read a book, go figure, that said this is the way you should do it. Uh, so I had previously been doing it a little different, but it's, it's pr- essentially the same. So I wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning. What time do you go to bed? 8. Between okay. 8 and 9.30. Um, and I usually watch one TV show at night. Just one episode of something and then lay down. And it take, I, I have insomnia, so it takes me about an hour to get mm-hmm. to sleep. But then I wake up at 4 a.m. I generally go out. And right away I get ready for 
exercise. So movement is the first thing I do in the morning. So I head to the gym by 4.30 and I do some kind of hour exercise, whether it's jogging, yoga at the gym, um, weightlifting, but all super light, not light weights, but body weight and mm-hmm. not like super heavy weights. And then after I exercise, I come home and I generally like get my lunch packed for the day. I shower and then I go through, and I don't know how the viewers will feel about this, but I have like an altar, but it's not, don't worry, I'm not like putting goats on it or anything crazy. <laughs> but I have like pictures from India when I was in India. I have pictures of myself in really good health, physically, like just feeling good. I have a picture of my mom. I have some statues I got from India. And I kind of reflect on my altar and I do a breathing exercise usually from anywhere from five to seven minutes. Right now I'm doing alternate nostril breath um, because I've had COVID a mm. month and a half ago and that's kind of helping me with, with getting some of my symptoms. Explain what that process is because I don't know if... Yeah, if so alternate nostril breath, if you look at your palm, you hold your palm out in front of you and essentially you're going to close your pointer finger and your middle finger down. So it creates this kind of like surf up type of, of gesture. Um, but not exactly. So it should just be your pinky is extended and your ring finger and your thumb. And then what you do is you place your thumb on your right nostril and breathe completely through your left nostril, hold the breath, switch your pinky to the opposite nostril, exhale through the right, inhale back through the right, close it off and switch. And I do that. I do 11 rounds of breath because there's there's some mystical numbers like you, things you should do 11, 27, 108. I do the least. <laughs> um, and then after I do my breathing exercise, I do mantra, which is just like repeated um, Sanskrit. If that's like the language of yoga, but if we they're they're like positive affirmations mm-hmm. in English. Um, so if you think of like I'm worthy, I'm worthy, I'm worthy, but I do. Um, it can just be the sound of Om a bunch. I do um, one of the mantras I got from my astrologer in India is Om Ham Hanumante Namaha. And I do that 11 times out loud. And then I meditate. I light a candle and meditate with now no music. So you'll be Good proud of me. Uh, so I do no music now and I just reflect on my thoughts. So Emmanuel gave me this piece of advice, actually, and it helped me. And mm-hmm. actually, you know, don't tell anyone, but it's like one of the reasons I left the, my yoga studio is because she said, allow your thoughts to be informational. Mm. And just that little piece of knowledge she gave me, I was like, I would close my eyes whatever came up. I just allowed it to be informational. And then I had a choice. What am I going to do with it? Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, I, I like, get ready for my work day, like clothes and freshen up a little bit. And I head out the door and then I, I sometimes hit up a yoga class in the evening, but that's my morning routine. I am a, a little bit of a later waker upper mm-hmm. than you are. I wake up probably like my first alarm is a five fifteen. that I do love a snooze moment. Um, one, if you're trying to like hit me on my wish list, I'm trying to (laughs) get someone to purchase for me one of those like sunrise alarm clocks so that I can wake up like in a smooth way. And also too, I can leave, I would love to be able to leave my phone outside the room. That's like one of my goals. But anyways, 
So 5.15 is about when I wake up and I have yet to change. Jared and I had this conversation in a like private setting about like the order in which you do the things that you do, but I have yet to change that order. So I will wake up and I sit on the floor and I have a pretty big window in the room that we are and I sit facing out. Like ideally I would love to be able to meditate in nature, mm -hmm. but right now it's a little cold and I don't appreciate being cold. So I just sit facing nature. And I'll sit there in silence for meditation for what close like fifteen minutes. After That's which, a long time actually. Yeah, I feel. Yeah, it's pretty long. And yeah. then I I don't think that you knew this, but I do a Kundalini meditation for self esteem, and it's an out loud repeated mantra. So you start with like a little chant that I do twice and the mantra that I use is a little bit longer than Jared and it is in English and it says, I am the light of my soul, I am bountiful, I am beautiful, I am bliss, I am, I am. And I just repeat that for five minutes. There's a, there's a hand gesture that go with it. It's a little bit of an involved process and then you chant um, to close off the practice. So I do about a 20 minute meditation and I'm pretty, I don't really miss. So that is about, what I do after which I do a breath practice. I have a bunch of the different sequences of breathing that I use. Right now I've been on a kick of athletic performance breath practices. So that one, the short version is 36 minutes and the long version is 41 minutes. So I'll roll right into that and it involves a wide variety of different types of breath. After which, I don't typically work out right away. I'm usually pretty thirsty and antsy to do something, so I'll go, and the first thing that I drink is water with chlorophyll in it to help my digestive tract, so that I'm really huge on that. And I have cut out coffee, so I'll either make a decaf or a peppermint tea. As I drink my coffee, decaf coffee and my water, I will... I have like a little gratitude journal. There's like three gratitude prompt, one intention for the day. And yeah, I think that's it. Very like sweet and easy. And it comes with a deck of card and you can draw a card and let read the little nugget that goes with the card and let yourself be inspired by that. So that's typically how I start. Those things are pretty non-negotiable along with washing my face. I'm really big skincare. on skincare and then I'll get ready for my day. I am not very attached to when I do my movement practice. Because of the nature of my job, I don't have a nine to five, so I have to be flexible. Some mornings I have to be at work by nine to teach. And with my practices being a little bit longer, that gets a little jammed, so I'll do it later in the day. And also if I'm looking for a teacher that I wanna practice with or something like that, it varies when it comes to that. And what's your journal called, if people are looking for one? Yeah, so the journal is called A Yogic Path, and it comes, you can get the reflective journal, and you can also get the Yogic Path card set. So they're just cards that you can draw upon every day, and they have a little booklet that comes with the card set, and you can read what they mean, so. I really like it. And a fun fact about this card set, and even you and I were sitting in the same room, I've had it for almost two years. No one else than me has ever touched it. Wow. Wow. And you know what? The, with a card set, are you coming? We're doing a self-love party. Are you she coming? is yeah, coming, yeah. So yeah. I purchased a card set for it, and we're going to pull cards. So for people who are just getting into meditation, because I feel like there are... I feel like everybody kind of has their own style some people like apps you guys have been doing this yeah. for a long time so you're definitely 
maybe dancing to the beat of your own drum, leading your own thing, or maybe you guys do guided. Yeah, I, I will speak to the clients what I what I do for my therapy clients because yeah. that's definitely different than what I do. Mm-hmm. And then you can speak maybe mm-hmm. to the yoga piece. Sure. Um, so for my clients um, in therapy, I recommend apps. Same. Because they're pretty accessible to people, and I always encourage my clients to start with guided because people. They get overwhelmed with sitting with themselves anyways. So I'm like, I always recommend Insight Timer. That's my favorite. Um, And it lets you pick how many minutes you want to meditate and then a guided meditation specific to whatever you want. So that is what I usually gravitate towards for all of my clients is Insight Timer, guided meditations, maybe start with five minutes to start. So that would be an easy practice I would give. The way that I started was with Headspace, which is, I'm thinking similar to Inside Timer. I've never used Inside Timer, but um, you get to pick how long you want to go for, and there is a wide range of, like, very specific meditations that you can do, um, and you can, like, weave yourself off. So there's guided, there's semi-guided, and then there's just a timer. So if ever you want to graduate yourself out of like a full speech, you can kind of choose how much the person will talk to you through your meditation. Um, It's totally worth it. That's how I was able to sit more consistently because like Jared said, there is a feeling of being overwhelmed or a bit defeated when you sit for the first time. And my number one recommendation is start small. My start point was two minutes. Two minutes, nothing more. I would say, okay, I have a busy day. I have a lot to do. And like, I know a lot of your listeners are in college and stuff like that. I get it. Like, I remember how college felt. I like, if you try this, power to you. Because I know I probably wouldn't have made time for it. But I guarantee you, you have two minutes somewhere in your day. And guess what? You're going to think about a lot of things and that's okay. You know what I mean? Don't be hard on yourself. Be instead super proud that you threw a pillow on the floor and sat on it and just gave it a go. Right. And then the, and there's tons of uh, more advanced. I took a Katona yoga training with Allie Bogard is her name and she's based out of New York and it was all on advanced meditation practices and it was 20 hours. Oh my God, it was exhausting. It's exhausting. Honestly, she did seven meditations and they were 45 minutes to 60 minutes long and I fell asleep for the majority of them. <laughs> oh wow. And then the Were la- you laying down? No. No, I you would fell asleep, fall asleep and then I would jolt myself awake. Oh my god. I don't gosh. think my brain could handle it at the time, but I stayed awake for witnessing yourself, which is like a super intense one where you you imagine yourself witnessing yourself meditating. Oh, that's wow. cool. it's a so yeah. she has a really if they, if they look up Ali Bogart she's really well known she's a really I think she's a student of Elena Bauer if okay. you know her yeah. online and um oh there's so many advanced practices to um, it yeah. as well but um you can start, start small. small I think a lot of people are under the misconception that you have to just sit there and not think about anything yeah, like someone happen. asked me the other day how did you get yourself to do unguided meditations and not think about anything? Mm. I said, when did I say that? I like thought about it. I was like, did I say that in a podcast episode right. that I do that? Because that's a lie. I was like, I use apps. I, I can't yeah. just sit there and not think yeah. about anything. And you know what a good technique they do with what you said was one of the things she taught us is you imagine your thoughts dropping on a conveyor belt mm. and then into a filing cabinet. What folder would you put it in? So it is, Ooh, th- it is good. It's thinking, but eventually you get spaces where you don't think. 
And well, that's yeah. the goal. I was working with someone today and like an older person that does one-on-one work with me. And he was saying to me, you know, I, I don't think as much. I think one day I'm not going to think at all. And I was like, you know what? No. And if your mind, <laughs> yeah, you'll be dead. And I was like, you know, the mind is designed to think. So don't get aggravated because you have thoughts. That's just, the, it's doing its job. So congratulations for your brain. However, <laughs> meditation is seeing the thoughts and saying, I am not engaging. Mm. You know what I mean? Non-judgmental awareness. Right? Well, just yeah. not engage. It like, doesn't have to be judgment or anything, but saying, oh, I need to go to the grocery store. And then you refocus on your breath instead of saying, yes, I need tomatoes. I need cucumbers. I definitely want avocados. I hope Whole Foods has mangoes. What helped me in the beginning was labeling. So I would see this. I'd say grocery, done. Mm-hmm. Then maybe there's like a half a second where there's nothing. And then it's like work. You know, and then just let it go. And then eventually you'll find two seconds where nothing happens. That's great. Like, that's awesome. Well, that's where the, it's like neuroplasticity. It's like mm-hmm. reestablished in your brain when there's not thought. I was going to say, it's hard because you have like 60,000 thoughts a day or something crazy like that, it's right? It's crazy. Yeah, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the maybe, exact maybe number more, is. But... But... And we're such multitaskers too. And yeah. I think that screws us over. Like... We're on our phone while we're talking to someone or while we're watching TV. It's like we never allow it to like do nothing. Stop. Like yeah. it's not meant to go like a machine, I don't think. Alright you guys, I think that we're gonna go ahead and wrap up this show. But Jared and Emmanuel, uh, where can the listeners find you? The best way to find me is via Instagram. And now that I've committed to improving my Instagram mm-hmm. skills, just be ready for some outstanding it's content. Be really good content. Yeah, so it's Emmanuel Clauser. And on my Instagram, I do have a link tree that will take you to my website, which is emmanuelclauser.com. And it also is linked, it links the podcast in there. So if you're interested in that, which is a collaboration between Jared and I, it's all on my Insta. What about you? Same thing. So my Instagram is Jared underscore Rowan. And my link tree also has my website, which is just my name with no underscore. Um, and then my new mobile yoga studio venture will be on there as well. So exciting. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys so much for coming on the show. Thanks Thank you so us. much for having yeah. us. It's been so fun. Yeah, so yeah. fun to chat with you guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of 8020. I really hope that you enjoyed it. If you did, be sure to subscribe, leave a rate, leave a review. And connect with me on Instagram at Lily Rako, that is L-I-L-Y-R-A-K-O-W. And you can follow the podcast Instagram at 8020, that's 8020-P-O-D. I hope that you have an amazing rest of your day and I will talk to you soon. Bye.